This is a Soulfire production. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Connor Wanders, episode number one. Now, um, if you're listening to this show as it's released, you're in motherfucking quarantine right now. And it's really (laughs) the only thing there is to talk about. So that's exactly what we're going to do. And let let me just give a real quick kind of rundown of what this show is about and why it exists. This is, this is something I've been planning for uh, quite some time now, but I wasn't really planning on doing it until the summertime. I'm going to put it out in the summer, maybe a July launch, maybe a nice warm weather July launch to take you into the summer with my uh, sweet, soothing tones. But given the state of things, plans changed, and here we are. What I'm going to be doing is, is covering kind of current events, topics that I find interesting um, we'll drop on here and do some book reviews, maybe some TV show movie reviews, just fun shit that's, that's culturally relevant. And I'm, I'm pretty fucking stoked on it. We're going to be playing some videos. I'm going to be using all the software um, doodads that I have at my disposal for this show. You'll get a little bit of taste of that today. So we're going to jump into a few things. Uh, spring break. <laughs> Some of the crazy fucking corruption that's going on. And at the at the core of this, what I really want to circle around here is that we're just fucking soft as shit. And I, when I say we, I mean Americans. Soft as shit. There is so much going on and we're handling it. First off, we're handling this like absolute trash. We are doing such a poor job as a country handling this thing. On a personal level, politically, and Jesus fucking Christ. Toilet paper is an issue. Toilet paper is an issue. And that's the first thing we're going to jump into. Got a fun little, uh, some math for you, some algebra. Let me jump on here real quick. Just give this a little a little listen. See what you think about it. So my dad did the math on toilet paper for quarantine. So here it is. Go to Costco. Big huge thing of toilet paper has 30 rolls. 30 rolls. Now each sheet has 425 sheets per roll. That is 12,750 sheets per case. So that means 20 sheets per shit. 20 sheets per shit. Comes down to 637.5 okay. shits per case. And that is 45.5 shits per day. So a person grabbed four cases of toilet paper for Costco as a family of four quarantined for the required 14 days would need to shit 182 times a day to use the purchase amount of toilet paper at 20 sheets per shit. Now let's all calm down. Holy shit. Literally. And he was even generous there. 20 sheets per shit. You have to shit 182 times a day. As if you're not going to need food in that time. Now, if you're one of these like preppers who has all this kind of sorted out and you've got food for a year or two in a bunker somewhere, then maybe three cases of Costco toilet paper is appropriate for you um, because you're planning on not leaving at all. But I'm assuming that uh, all that space taken up in your big-ass Costco or Sam's cart with toilet paper, you probably don't have enough room for a lot of food. 
I have to go back at some point to get food. You could just get toilet paper then too. This is fucking nonsense. And now people are having to figure out a way to wipe their ass because you're a selfish prick. This shit is insane. We are handling this terribly because we're fucking soft. Fucking soft. Now, by all accounts, and I've been doing quite a bit of research on this whole situation, what's likely to happen, and, and I'm not belittling this by any means, but what's likely to happen is around 35,000 uh, people will die in the United States this year from this situation, which is really bad, really bad. But we're handling it as if it's a fucking nuclear disaster. Just to give it some context, 35,000 people die in car crashes each year or highway-related, driving-related accidents. So it's, 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 it's similar there. And this could be way worse. It could be way worse. But what I want to do is, is just to give you a little bit of context. Like I said, I'm not trying to belittle this by any means, but I want to just, just, I want you to compare the, the, the amount of panic and just the crazy shit that's going on with things that have happened in the past 100 years, the past 100 years. So I'm going to read these off for you real quick. Quick little Google search will bring this up for you. So HIV and AIDS pandemic at its peak, 2005 to 2012, 36 million people died. 36 million people died, HIV and AIDS, okay? The flu pandemic from, uh, in 1968, death toll, 1 million. All right, moving on. 1956 to 1958, the Asian flu, 2 million. 2 million people died. And the flu pandemic of 1918, the Spanish flu, we'll cover that a little bit more later, Death toll between 20 and 50 million. 20 to 50 million. That's a big gap. I don't understand how they, how there's that big of a, a discrepancy between the bottom number and the top number, but it's a fuck ton of people. So one thing we need to, we need to, we need to address here is that this shit happens. This shit happens. It's not a surprise. Now, no one could have predicted that it happened right now, except for the several people that predicted that it was going to happen sometime like right now. But this is part of life. This is part of humanity. Diseases have been killing mass numbers of us off for so long, since the fucking beginning. It's what happens. And we've nerfed ourselves down to be so such fucking pussies about this shit to where we have to hoard toilet paper. And we're in a fucking panic. And yeah, you know what? I'm a little, I'm a little cabin fever because I've been sitting at home for the past week or so. It's driving me fucking crazy. But I'm not panicked out trying to respond to this in an appropriate way. And it, it, it's, it's one of those things that we just don't like to look at. We don't like to look at the fact that this has happened. Something at this scale or much larger has happened five times in the past 100 years. And the past 100 years is the blink of an eye. And we lose, to, to lose context on, on how normal this actually is, historically, is to really lose your fucking humanity. History is a better story than Grey's Anatomy, is a better story than Friends, 
It's a better story than Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones ending was garbage, but it, 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 real history. If you look back at real history, there's a distinct difference between the way that we live now and what we expect our reality to be like and what it has been like since the fucking beginning. Okay. And, and one thing that brought this up, I, I listened to an amazing podcast by Dan Carlin. Um, and he talked, it was like 20 hours of, of audio. It was a really long podcast. He was talking about the step nomads and Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Okay. Now I got some stuff here for you. I got some stats. I'm loving stats today. I'm all over them. So Genghis Khan in the late 1100s, early 1200s, killed. It was responsible for the deaths of 40 million people. Genghis Khan over a the 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 period of his life, let's say he was he was getting after it for 30 years, killed more people than AIDS did in its peak with motherfucking swords. That was the reality. And and a fun fact about that is the the Vatican, the Pope, reached out, they sent him a little message. Shot him over a little, a little, a little message and said, "Hey, Genghis Khan, you need to fucking cool it. This is not God's will that you're carrying out here. It's not God's will, Genghis Khan. You need to fucking chill." And Genghis Khan sent a letter back saying, "Obviously, it is God's will because I'm winning, motherfucker." Now that's not exactly what it said. I'm paraphrasing here, but. That was the reality. And now we've nerfed ourselves up so much that when something goes a little bit awry, a little bit sideways, our fucking panties get in a bunch and we lose our shit. And if you think that this panic situation is going to help anything, even you, you're a naive motherfucker. And as I've said on other podcasts before, and I'll say it again, if you're the type of person that's hoarding toilet paper, you're the type of person that needs to get this fucking virus. Because you're a fucking pain in the ass to everyone else. To everyone else. Grab yourself a 30-pack and get on with your fucking life and do the best you can. Insane. We're fucking soft. We are fucking soft. And I want to put something else out there. Early on in this whole situation... I I was wrong. I didn't think this was going to be that big of a deal. I was kind of annoyed that I couldn't go places. Um, I did not think it was going to be that big of a deal. And I was wrong. This is fucked. This is fucked. This is, could be really, really bad. Even on the low end, if we're talking about 35,000 people, that's terrible. That's terrible. And and looking at this is is really really interesting and it's nice to honestly I'm, I'm i'm happy to admit that i was wrong i was behind i was listening and there's i fucking i i i've i fucking listened to the wrong people i listened to the wrong people i listened to the media and oh the average age is 81 blah 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 but now now we've got spring breakers Spring breakers in Florida, which is a big industry. It's, 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 it's one of the things that we're, it's going to really hurt uh, local economies. But spring breakers wouldn't stay off the beach. Spring breakers wouldn't stay off the beach. And now <laughs> we've got young people, college age people, the kind of people that go to spring break 
the future leaders of America in the hospital. Rude awakening. One motherfucker said this, and I quote, if I get Corona, I get Corona. It's not going to let me, it's not, <laughs> excuse me. Let me, re- let me reread that. <laughs> if I get Corona, I get Corona. I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. The reality of that situation is that douchebag didn't want the possibility of him infecting others, infecting himself, or infecting um, his family possibly, or his friends, or his frat bros. He didn't want that to get in the way of him getting some puss. That's the real thing. That's what's really going on. This horned up fucking dipshit didn't want to stop from partying, man. Probably doing jello shots, maybe hitting the beer bong after. How many, I wonder how many cases of coronavirus are directly linked to beer bongs on beaches in coronavirus spring break. And how many people were beer bonging coronas as a funny joke? Ha ha. <laughs> we're soft, man. And naive. We are naive to the powers of motherfucking nature. It's crazy. It's crazy out there. And now let's get into some fun things. I, I, as as if you if you're listening to this show, you probably know that I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a Bernie Sanders Bernie Sanders guy. I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter. Bernie Sanders let a report let a, let a reporter have it the other day. So we'll segue we'll gently segue into this piece here. This is funny. And the audio is really bad. I'm going to reread this after the audio, but you got you got to hear the audio because you got to hear the tone here. Holy shit, that was awesome. Okay, so basically these reporters are coming at him, and they've been getting at him, the reports say about five minutes, are getting after him about, uh, is he going to drop out of the race? What's his, what's his move? What's going on? And um, the reporter says, what's your time frame? He says, you have got to stop with this. I'm dealing with a fucking global crisis, you know. We're dealing with it, and you're asking me these questions. Reporter goes on to say, well, you're running for president, so, and Bernie Sanders responds, well, right now, right now, I'm trying to do my best to make sure we don't have an economic meltdown and that people don't die. Is that enough for you to keep you busy for today? Fucking Bernie Sanders getting after him. That's what we, this kind of shit, somebody's saying you got to fucking stop with this shit. This is why Donald Trump is president. Because say what you will about that fucking asshole. He's got, he's got the balls to say this kind of stuff. He, he actually called out today in the conference. Just called a reporter, a reporter, a terrible journalist. He said, I think you're a terrible journalist. The president of the United States just said that to a motherfucker. In the, and he was asking, he was throwing him a little softball question about what do you want to say to the people that are scared. And he said, you're a terrible journalist. Oh, it's a wild world we live in. But we're not used to this. We're not used to this because we're fucking soft. 
so soft. So, so soft. So Bernie Sanders, I mean, he's frustrated. He's got a lot going on, and he's doing his best. He's been, he's been looking out for the interests of, of real Americans and people that don't get a fair shake his entire career. And here he is, um, just fucking fed up with it. And I understand he, he, there's no real pathway for him to the candidacy at this point. Sad for a lot of us in, in thinking that, you know, there would have been a time and Barack Obama even said this when he was president, that if he could go, you know, if we could restart our healthcare system, it would make the most sense to have a single payer, uh, Medicare for all style program, but that's not what we're dealing with. And when he says that's not what we're dealing with, he means that, um, pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies basically own, own the narrative first off in the media and own politicians because the way this all shakes out and it is a dirty, dirty fucking game. So to see that, that, that some countries now, of course, Italy's having a really hard time and, and I'm curious what all the factors are into, into their situation. They're, they're definitely, they're getting the worst of it I and mean, more deaths there than, than China. Um, fucking brutal. Uh, and they do have a single payer system. And apparently, um, based on, you know, if you're on the right side of things, if you're the Fox newsers out there, which a substantial part of this podcast is going to be ripping on Fox news. So if you're a fan of that, make sure to mash that subscribe button. <laughs> so, um, but if you're, a, if you're a Fox news type right winger, then you're saying, well, that single payer healthcare system isn't working. Maybe not, maybe not. But I do know that if you look at this, if you look at the way this is all shaken out, we don't have the infrastructure to handle something like this. This is a dress rehearsal. This is a dress rehearsal for when something goes really, really poorly. And what we need more than anything now is honesty and transparency from the people that are running this shit. And that's something that we've got really accustomed to just turning a blind eye to. And just taking what's spoon-fed to us from people who have a vested interest in not telling us the fucking truth. It's really, really interesting. Now, I want to draw, draw a little bit of a comparison between how we've handled this. Because we, we live in our little American bubble. And we don't necessarily get outside of that. And if you're watching MSNBC, CBS, Fox News, mainstream media, that's where you're getting your news they're not likely to shit on the United States as a whole, especially the healthcare system and the way it's all put together. But I want to to look at this. So South Korea, who had their first case around the same time we did, um, has tested at this point, and this was yesterday, I believe, so maybe a little more than this now, has tested 290,000 people. 290,000 people, Okay. The U.S., as of yesterday, has tested around 60,000 people, which if you just look at the numbers, 60,000 versus 290,000, I think, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a big difference. But what you need to also consider is that South Korea's population is around 51 million people, and the U.S. population is around 330 million people. So actually, their testing rate is 30.9 times 30.9 times the U.S. testing rate. And we turned down testing kits from the World Health Organization. This is going to reshape so much 
the panic itself, the economic fallout of this whole thing is gonna is going to reshape so much of the way that we live. I mean, extreme left-wing ideas are being adopted by the right. Mitt Romney just called for sending people money. <laughs> Mitt Romney from Utah, the Mormon guy, the Republican that ran for president in 2016, just called for something really similar to universal basic income, which is left of the left. Shit is getting wild. Wild. Now, with shit getting really wild, you know, you know that this is just for the people that that that, that pull the strings in the financial world in the, in the corporate in the corporate world. It's just right for the picking for them. It's right. They're like, oh, how can I, how can I leverage this? And, and I, I won't lie to you. I will not lie to you. I've looked at this and been like, how can I leverage this in the way? Because at the end of the day, the business that I run outside of this podcast. It's fucked. So I'm like, what the what what can I do now? What can I do? And I'm okay. I'm I'm not freaking out necessarily, but things gotta change. That's what I think about all day long. Things gotta change. So I can't say that I, I you know, if I was a billionaire, maybe I'd have a different a different context on this, but these people that are, are looking to take advantage of this selfishly, the people at the airlines. And places like Boeing. And there's something we don't we don't know much about. I just learned about this recently. We're gonna have to bail out the airlines. And to be honest with you, airlines rely on this. Okay, they don't keep enough cash on hand to survive something like this. Because they know they have an essential uh, they have an essential industry to the United States and they will get bailed out. Same lord of banking. Too big to fail. We need them, all that shit, which is true. We, we, we have built our livelihood around the airline industry. So we got to bail them out. It's just what has to happen. But here's where it gets fucked. What these airlines have been doing since 2012 with their bailout money when they shit the bed is use that money to buy back stocks and inflate their stocks to manipulate them and look like they're having better quarterly earnings than they actually are, which leads to bonuses. They inflate their stock price with taxpayer bailout money to make it look like their quarterly returns are healthy. And that's legal. It wasn't legal until 1982, but then it became illegal again. Really. Really. Insane. It's insane. And we don't look at this stuff. This stuff doesn't get put out there. It is now. It is now. But, you know, Trump's been meeting with airline executives who were looking for about $50 billion in government money. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. So he's been meeting with these executives, which has to happen. But do we, the people, have a say in how they use that money? Where does that money go? Are they gonna are they gonna inflate their stocks and lay people off? Is that what's gonna happen? Because <sighs> these these airlines are gonna run out of cash in a couple months. 
run out of cash. They don't operate with a lot of cash on hand because if they keep cash, that hurts their shareholders and their stock price. So they can't have their, um, you know, what they're saying to us now. A lot of people, well, you should have had six months in savings. You should have had six months in savings. Uh, American Airlines doesn't have six months in savings. So I'm expected to. But they get their, uh, they get saved. They get saved. <laughs> oh, it is comical. It's comical. Now, to just... Um, <laughs> Uh, one more charming story from the government. This is this is this is this is some next level shit. All right, Chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, Richard Burr. He's a Republican from North Carolina. On February twenty seventh, okay, so this is February twenty seventh, which happens to be the same day that Trump said this was just going to go away. It was no big deal. When the weather gets warmer in the summer, it'll just take care of itself. Okay. This motherfucker, Richard Burr, attended a luncheon and let his donors know, people that had paid in between $500 and $10,000 to get up close and personal with these representatives, let his donors know, and I quote, it's much more aggressive in its transmission than anything we've seen in recent history, end quote. Now that includes SARS, swine flu, etc. right? I'm going to start quoting again here. This is more akin to the 1918 pandemic, end quote. That's the Spanish flu we talked about earlier that killed up to 50 million people. And of that 20 to 50 million people, around 675,000 of those were Americans. So Richard Burr, Republican from North Carolina, let his donors know what was up. Okay? Let his donors know what was up. And then wrote an op-ed about how this is not that big of a deal. Wrote an op-ed about how this is not that big of a deal. What in the actual fuck? Really? And if you think that's bad, (laughs) if you think that's bad, oh, we're just getting started, baby. We're just getting started. Then this asshole sold around 1.5 million in stocks after being in classified meetings concerning the virus. But then has the balls to say that he was only operating off of information that anybody could get, namely from CNBC. Or MS, or whatever. One of those, I think it was CNBC. He's in classified meetings about the coronavirus, but he claims to be operating off of information from financial TV shows. Really? Really, Mr. Burr? Dick Burr over here. Give me a break. He says that he disclosed the sales before the market started to slide. Yeah, that's the motherfucking point of insider trading, asshole. You disclosed, you, you, you make the sale before the stocks start to slide so you don't lose money. Really? And also, why, why is Dick Burr, Republican from North Carolina, allowed to hold that much stock 
when his job is to serve people, to be of service. Hmm. Hmm. Now, he's not the only one. Three others were accused of this. And they're going to have to go through some ethics committee bullshit and nothing will happen. Um, one of them worth about a half a billion dollars. These are the people that are representing us. And every one of them, I'm just going to put this out there. Every one of them was a Republican. Speaking up for rural Americans. Multi, multi-millionaires that will fuck you in a second. Standing up. They're the champions of rural America in the South. It's interesting. $1.5 million in stock sold. And he's claimed, God damn, this is just, this is just sideways, man. This is just sideways. And then to, to, to bring this back around to, to the people like Bernie Sanders, the social Democrats or Democratic Socialists, whatever you want to call them. I prefer social Democrat because that's actually the most accurate um, because what a social Democrat endorses operates within a capitalist system, which I really very much appreciate. I think that's a fantastic way to go about it. A fantastic way to go about it. But the reason you're seeing a rise in this trend, especially among younger people, is because of fucking assholes like Dick Burr, Republican, from North Carolina. This type of corruption, this type of bullface lying and knowing, and everyone knows, everyone, like, will there, will there be any legal repercussions for this? No, no. What's he going to get fined? I don't know, half a million dollars? Maybe if that, if that, even, if that, if that's even a thing, I don't even know. But even that doesn't seem appropriate. Seems disproportionately ineffective. This is why people get so passionate. This is why people on Twitter or wherever the fuck they are are fired up. This is why Bernie Sanders supporters get criticized because they're fucking pissed and they have a they have a right to be pissed about this. This is the, the, the <laughs> oh somebody said that the other day. I was I was watching some video. I think it was from the Daily Show. Rich people are responsible for the rise in socialism, and rich people have been responsible for the rise in socialism since socialism became a thing. The people who um, the rich point down to and say they don't want to work, they don't work hard enough. That whole thing—that's projection. <laughs> that's downplaying. That's belittling people. What it is, a belittling humanity. It's belittling, pe- belittling people's desire to have a fucking chance. Rich people that buy the government. This crony capitalism bullshit is what's actually responsible for the rise in socialism. And it gets dangerous. It gets dangerous because you you piss enough people off, you disillusion enough people, and you end up, people going super far down that rabbit hole and end up in the communism realm, which is dangerous. It, 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 it creates divides. And, and we have a media system that thrives on divides as of right now, and it is, it's, it's, it's scary. It's scary to see how your emotions have been leveraged for the gain of people who don't give an actual fuck about you. That's what's scary. That's what's scary. That's what's interesting. I don't know, man. I don't. 
I don't know. This is a trip. This is a trippy time. But that's where we're at. And that's what's going on. Now, you know, I, I, I watched a feel-good story the other day, which <laughs> that's that may not even be an appropriate thing to say about this. Um, an ICU doctor contracted the, the virus, coronavirus, COVID-19 in France. And um, he wouldn't... He wouldn't give, or excuse me, he wouldn't take an ICU bed from a patient that needed it. This guy contracted COVID-19 and would not take an ICU bed from someone else who needed it. And he died. Those are the people that need our support right now. Those are the people that need good vibes. If you pray and you're into that kind of shit, those are people that need your prayers. There's people right in the face of this. I mean, and that's everything from nurses and first responders and doctors to people that are working at the grocery store and restocking after these ass clowns take all the toilet paper. Right? The person who's who's even just, I mean, shit, I was talking to the people at one of the coffee shops, the owners of the coffee shop that I went, I, I tried to go to, and I just got to get out of the house at some point. So we go to the coffee shop. They don't have anything besides grab and go. Um, hand sanitize the shit out of myself going in and out of that place. Um, but they're trying to give their workers enough hours, the ones that do have healthcare through that business, enough hours to meet the minimum, doing whatever they can. There's people out here who are doing whatever they can to make sure that people are taken care of. And that, to me, is is worth standing up for and i think these small businesses however we go about it and, and we're gonna have to put a bandaid on this thing and get people through this but small businesses in my opinion need to be an area of extreme focus going forward because i don't think anybody wants to see starbucks gobble up all these local coffee shops right for example no one wants to see a fucking Chili's instead of the, the, the local restaurant that's down the street. We, we got we to gotta stand up for each other in this whole thing. And the, peop- the more leverage, the more safety, the more security you have, the more important it is that you can fucking stand up for people who can't stand up for themselves. That's what matters. And if you can pull that off, if you can make that happen, if you can do something... And when you get a chance, if you can right now, if your dog needs dog food, if you're, if you, whatever it is, if you want to, if you order some takeout from a local joint, just do whatever you can to buy local, support these small businesses and, 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 and help give them a shot. Cause right now we can be so concerned, so concerned with ourselves and how bored we are and sucked into TikTok and Instagram that we forget that, 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 that there's people out there who don't have a nine to five who put it on the line to start a business and then bring something to the community and the little things that we can do to support those people make a humongous difference, huge difference. And I encourage all of you to, to do what you can. That means shopping online. Um, that means, you know, whatever, whatever it is for you, whatever you're into, whatever you need. Lean local, do what you can, support the people around you, invest in your community, and take care of yourself. Man, 
This is heavy. It won't always be heavy. If uh, if you need anything from me, you can find me at Connor Wanders on Instagram. Shoot me a DM if there's any topics you want to cover. Um, we're putting this stuff out. Also, check out the link in the show notes if you want to check out the show on YouTube. If you're into video, we have clips there as well as clips to the other shows that I host as well. Thank y'all so much for hanging out. That's what's going on. That is the state of things in the world today through my eyes. We'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye.